Hello everyone, welcome back. This is Sarah Smith and you're listening to Raw Intentions. episodes with friends. I did podcast swaps, um, business connections, all kinds of things. So it's been really fun to be back. Um, anytime I come back to Denver, I stay with my friend Madeline and her fiance, Abe, and I feel like I'm just coming back to my bedroom. It's, it's so cozy and it feels like it's my own at this point. And that is definitely a perk of our mid to late twenties is having so many friends either engaged, married, or just living with their boyfriends because the guest room options are endless. Like, of course, I have a million places in Denver I can stay at all times because I lived there for like three years. Um, so I've accumulated a lot of friends in that time, but a lot of those would involve a couch or sharing a bed with someone. So getting your own bedroom is just so incredibly elite. Um, so I'm just sitting at Madeline's in my little room right now recording this intro. Speaking of Madeline, she is our guest for this week. Um, but before I get into that, you're probably listening wondering who the hell I am, so I'm going to just give you my little elevator pitch as I do every episode. So if you are a return listener, just sit tight, it'll be over before you know it. Like I said in the intro, my name is Sarah Smith, Sarah with an H, Smith with a Y. I am from Madison, Alabama originally, currently living in Breckenridge, Colorado. I'm 28 years old, graduated from Auburn in 2017 with a double major in rehab and disability studies in Spanish because I was going to do bilingual occupational therapy. But of course, nothing ever goes to plan. Um, I started making just like handmade jewelry for myself in college because I was incredibly broke and couldn't afford to shop. And slowly but surely, friends started asking and then I started selling in stores and Before I knew it, you know, a year later when I graduated college, it had kind of snowballed into what is now my full-time job, my baby, my everything. So it's called Raw and Rebellious. Um, If you don't follow us, you definitely should, at Raw underscore Rebellious. Um, It started as just handmade jewelry, you know, me making it out of my college bedroom, Um, but it's turned into so much more than that. We sell apparel, we sell hats, we sell prints, still some jewelry, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I think most importantly, what I'm most proud of is the brand and the community aspect of it. You know, I get so much from chatting with girls all day via DMs, and it's been really cool to build an all-encompassing brand, you know, from what started as just like something that happened accidentally. So it's been a very cool journey, and that's kind of the reason why I started this podcast, you know. That community aspect is so important to me, and this is kind of a lifeline to that community. You know, I do solo episodes, I have guests on, and it's been a really incredible learning experience. You know, I've learned so much through interviewing, through challenging myself to talk about various topics, so it's been a very cool experience. Anyways, enough about me. Let's talk about Madeline, who I incorrectly named Madeline Griffith in the intro, and that is no fault of my own. It is because... Madeline forced me. No, I'm just kidding. I think it was a mutual force. Um, we decided to pregame this episode. So we took a few tequila shots on a very empty stomach at like 3 p.m. on a Thursday. And we also drank volley drinks, which are these like tequila seltzers. Um, shout out volley. Not a sponsor, but they should be. I have a discount code for them. If you're interested, then shoot me a DM. But anyways, yeah, we definitely pregame this episode possibly a little too hard. So right off the bat, 
I introduced Madeline and give her the wrong name, which I've literally never called her before. But it was a very fun episode to record nonetheless. Um, Madeline has been one of my close friends in Denver pretty much since I moved here. And we talk about how we met. It was a very funny story. Her and I are also the most like ADD all over the place people. Like if I had been sitting there on the couch by myself, I could have talked to the wall for three hours and same goes to her. So we probably could have recorded for like five hours. I'm shocked we cut it off when we did, but that was just because I had to go because I had plans, which honestly, thank God, we'll have to do a part two though um, because I feel like we could have talked about so many more things. A little bit about Madeline. Madeline is 27, I believe. Madeline, I hope I'm not getting that wrong. Uh, She is from a small town in Mississippi, moved to Denver after going to college at the University of Alabama. Madeline is definitely one of the most selfless friends that I know. She will bend over backwards for literally anyone in her life that she cares about. If you murder someone and need to bury the body, she's the person you call. She will ask no questions and be there for you from beginning to end. But on a serious note, I do feel so lucky to have her in my life because she is such an incredible, loyal friend, and I see her just constantly serving others, and it's definitely an inspiration. And, you know, not only is she an amazing friend and an amazing person, she's also incredibly hardworking. I mean, this girl is a jack-of-all-trades. She's got her hands in a million projects at all times. You know, she's done Arbonne for a really long time and climbed her way to the top, which we talk about. She has her own koozie business. She does social media. Every other day, she's sending me, like, three-minute-long voice memos, a.k.a. mini-podcasts, about a new idea that she has. So I feel like she's constantly getting inspired. And we didn't really have a plan for this episode, but we go all over the place. You know, we talk about college. We talk about her journey with Arbonne and what that looked like. We talk about really letting go of other people's opinions of you and how you do that in a tangible way. We talk about relationship advice. Her and her boyfriend have been together, I think, for like 10 years. Sorry, not boyfriend, fiancé. And, you know, apart from that, just silly stories from both of our lives. So anyways, it was a very fun episode to record. I could talk to Madeline for hours and hours. We'll definitely have her back on the podcast. I can't wait for y'all to get to know her like I do. So without further ado, let's welcome to the podcast, Madeline Griffin. All right. Yay. <laughs> Sitting here um, with one of my best friends in Denver, Madeline Griffith. And yeah, we've been talking about recording this for so long. I think you said my last name wrong. What did I say? Griffith. Uh, Griffin. (laughs) I feel like I should tell you. Oh my God. I don't even remember saying Griffith. Okay, well, in my defense, we did just take two tequila shots. That's true, that's true. Um, Okay, well, this is Madeline Griffin. I'm meeting her for the first time in my life. So, yeah, Madeline and I both lived in Denver. Uh, That's how we met through, like, mutual friends, I guess, connecting us. Like, I just kind of showed up at a house party, and she was there, and we've just been friends ever since. And anytime I come to Denver, I stay with her and Abe. And we've been talking about recording a podcast for a while. And it's funny because I was staying with you back in April, Mm -hmm. and that was when we initially were, like, thinking about recording. And I have a notes in my phone of like you and I like going back and forth, like talking about what we could talk about. And one of the subjects was um, being okay with not being engaged. <laughs> and you are now engaged. Yeah. Good to change that subject. <laughs> which, which, which is also funny. You were like, well, we could talk about like how societally, like there's this pressure to be engaged and like it just doesn't matter. Yeah, and no, I, I don't care at all. Yeah. And I was like, ah, like reading that, like, mm. <laughs> that was you like, don't care. So far. <laughs> yeah. And 
Abe, also, the last time I was here, the last time I was staying here, you would, like, leave the room and we'd be like, yeah, so, um... You <laughs> That's know, such a typical boy thing. Oh, I know. Yeah, you would be, like, right out the door. And he'd be like, uh, so I'm proposing. Also, let's add, this is a 10-year-in-the-making process. Yeah. Oh, uh, and, and I want to get into, like, all things relationships. Yes, yes, you and Ava yes, have been together for forever. So we have this ring camera outside yeah. for our cat, Evelyn Hugo, Griffin Mars. Mm-hmm. And I was telling someone the other day, I was like, okay, this is just, like, the best advice I can give you, like, if you think you're about to get engaged. Like, just, like, don't snoop, like... Like, for example, he would walk outside and he'd be talking on the, like, ring camera. And I just, like, didn't listen. Like, I was so proud of myself. And I'm like, I just like, didn't read his text messages. And I was telling someone this and they were like, well, I'm, I mean, I'd fucking hope you wouldn't do that. Yeah, you're like, uh, and you're, like, so proud. You're yeah, like, like I, I just, don't do that. I didn't snoop. Like, I didn't listen to him. I didn't snoop on his conversation on the ring <laughs> camera outside. I didn't, I didn't read his text messages. And people were like yeah like okay. you probably shouldn't be doing that anyway yeah like, oh yeah I, I, totally but um <laughs> I was so proud of <laughs> yeah typical but yeah I mean like he really was a dumbass like would walk outside and like be talking on the ring camera about like proposing to me so at least I knew better but but you, you didn't watch because you... I didn't watch because I didn't want to know because you probably knew that he would well I was like there's no way you can surprise me because yeah. I, I am like a true psychopath I don't think he's ever been able to like plan one dinner one anything like I have, like, done all of that. So, I'm like, there's no way. Also, another thing with that, too, is funny, is, like, I have never, like, I always have, like, like light pink or whatever nails done because, like, I don't wear, like, colors really well. Mm-hmm. So, pale. Well, I had fucking blue nails. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, and that's funny. You were saying, like, you can never be surprised. And a lot of girls, like, which, you know, that's neither here nor there. Everyone wants a different experience when they get engaged. But a lot of girls want, like, the photographer. They want, like the setting they want it to be like a very specific scenario your only requirement was you want to be surprised and I think we can and I'll I'm gonna put the photos from your engagement in like the little like like podcast post slider on our Instagram brown tensions podcast um so you can see just how surprised I mean y'all I looked like I was about to walk into a 70s themed (laughs) disco party I have like white sunglasses on my head I've, I got no makeup on, which I love makeup, and I wasn't wearing any makeup. Yeah, makeup was literally part of your job, totally. and you had, like, no. it, and you used, like, Sarah Sims makeup yes, or something. Yes, I, I, so I got my hair done that day. I was, like, tipsy. Yeah. I, I was, like, literally, so, I was house-sitting. My, my first call after getting engaged was to the house-sitter. Oh, yeah, to, like, yeah. you're, like, hey, sorry, I can't let the dog yeah, out. Yeah, literally. Like, I, I just like, got engaged. I, I know, like, I probably wasn't supposed to leave anyways, but I went to dinner and accidentally got yeah. engaged. So, sorry. <laughs> oops, can't, can't make it home to let the Yeah, the can anyone else out. let the dog out? <laughs> No, but the photos are so funny. I mean, I, Sarah Sims is like hiding in a bush, uh-huh. taking I'm, photos, and you like. I think the first thing you said when he like got on money, you were like, "No fucking way!" You're like, "You said you were like what?" I said, what? "I was like, are you fucking with me? Like, stop, get up." Yeah, get up. yeah, yeah, get up, get up. I'm get like, up. I ruined this like moment that every girl dreams about. I'm well, like, and there's this so one psycho. like action photo because Madeline had her phone in her hand, <laughs> and it's an action photo of her like chucking her phone in a bush when she finally realized like. <laughs> Okay, this is actually how I'm, I'm, I'm wearing, actually getting engaged. Yeah, I have these white sunglasses on my head. I'm like in an all like flowered outfit, like yeah. white sneaker. Yeah, seventy blue funny. nails, blue nails, bobs. Mm-hmm. So fucking funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were surprised. That is what that's, you asked for. I, because here's the thing: if anyone was like hinting at you to like go get your nails, and like I remember no. when you and I were trying to like get Kate to go get her nails yes. done for hers, like all that, like you, I feel like you can't do that with you yeah. because you would have. I don't know. Especially also when you're in the mindset, like when y'all have been dating for so long. And I think this goes with anyone, like any of my friends that get engaged. I feel like some of them are like so blindsided and like so yeah. surprised. But if you really want to surprise the person, you can't like 
there you're on so high alert in oh, like the totally. last you know, like when you've been together for a while, you've already talked about it, you know it's uh-huh. coming. Any vacation, any get together, anything, you're thinking in the back of your mind, like, oh, like maybe this is gonna be it. Totally. So it's really hard. Yeah. Well, speaking of to dates, make it surprise. Yeah. I was just talking to um our friend in oh, back- this is so funny. our friend in Baxley about this. They had gone to get their nails done together because I had like this whole elaborate plan. I was gonna fake that like this nail company reached out to me saying, oh, like yeah. actually this is like badass. I actually did this with one other person and to be like hey, like, I would love for you to come into my shop and, you know, we'll give you, you and a guest, like, a free Free, manicure, whatever. And so I was, like, so going to play that game. But I'd, like, just gotten mine done. So I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem right. So we had our friend in Baxley go. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about this yesterday. But she said that, and our friend in Baxley, like, is, like, so loves colors, loves all these things, like, always has, like, the craziest blue nails and all this. So she said they go and they're picking out their nail colors. And Kate was like, Okay, should I get this like light pink or should I get this like bright teal blue? Maxley <laughs> <laughs> was like, well, if I say the light pink, she's gonna know. She's so, gonna know. So Maxley's like, the teal blue, a hundred percent. And then like after she got engaged, she's like, you fucking let me yeah. get these nails. But like, and the thing with Kate though is, I don't think she would have. I still don't think she would have thought about it. Like the no. light, like the pink. No, pink. no, like a thousand percent. Because like she's someone that I don't think was like looking for clues no you know no. like I really don't think she and they've been together idea. for like what like 15 years yeah like they've been like... together for forever um no that and then you actually I, we're getting on such a tangent but this is just so funny <laughs> you got you like put on a brunette wig because yes. you were blonde at the time now you are a brunette which yeah. is just funny but you put on this like long brunette wig and like hid in the bushes in the park and took photos totally. of them, right and the whole time I'm like oh my god they're gonna see me she's gonna know she's gonna know yeah and and you like, were unrecognizable oh no I, I could have been right, right next to her. And, and also Kate's the type of person like she wouldn't have noticed anyways that was my that wig was my um realization that like maybe I should go brunette yeah so, well and didn't you end up wearing it again for like Halloween or something oh yeah like I feel like that's an alternate you know, like go my, for you now my like whole like goal in life is just to, like as many parties as many dress up things I can yes do. you love a dress up you love a love theme a dress up. Mm-hmm. love a theme so yeah yeah it, it comes in handy mm-hmm. oh no truly I I love wearing a wig I feel like anytime I'm wearing a wig when we're out I have like a whole nother persona I can oh, no. be anyone I want to be what's your, so what's your like um alter ego name um I don't know about alter ego name. I've had so many, like, you know, like if you're like blackout or, yeah. you know, whatever, oh like God, you have like different, like, you identities. British. Oh yeah. That was a tough one. Yeah. So I, I, I used to be really like anytime I got super drunk, even like now I love lying. Like I love making up stories. Like <laughs> I when I go lying. out and I know that I'm, if I'm traveling or I'm never going to see these people again, I love just creating an alter ego and I love making accents. So one time when I was in Austin, I think I've told this story <laughs> on this podcast, I, went out and pretended I was British, long story short, with, like, my friends' friends who I'd never met. Everyone believed me. All the guys said it was, like, the hottest thing. Everyone was buying me shots. I got so black out, and I kept up with it. And then we went to a bar, and the bartender was Australian, and he was like, oh, my God, these Americans. And I was like, oh, I know, they're crazy. And he was giving me shots. I black out so hard that I end up throwing up on one of – you You met Bailey. Yeah, you yeah, met Bailey. Yeah, yes. One of Bailey BBs, one of my best friends – like best guy friends, I th- physically threw up on oh. him in the Uber, like on his chest or Sexy. something. And I've never seen him again. <laughs> and like, I still, yeah, like I still think about that all the time. Like but the, the best part of this though is that they actually do have a friend who literally lives with. Sam oh Hill. yes, yes, and she's like one of my best friends yeah, now, and Mason, they, and she's from London. And yeah, it, mm, yeah, and she wasn't there that weekend for some godforsaken reason. But if she had been, then she'd called you out. Right? Yeah, two hundred percent. Anyways, though, so let's backtrack <laughs> and talk about. 
how we met. So, so anyways, I end up, our friend Emma actually that we were talking about earlier. So she ends up messaging me Sarah's profile. Uh-huh. And at this point, I have no idea that she does Raw and Rebellious. Mm-hmm. I only know of like Sarah Smith. My personal. Yes. And so anyways, she lived with a girl that we went to college with. She was in my sorority, everything. And so my friend Emma Baxley texts and is like, oh my gosh, this person's moving to Denver. She's friends with Sophie, all these mm-hmm. people. Like, we should hang out with her. Like, should we reach out to her? So at this time, I'm like looking at her profile and her bio is, please don't message me about your pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. And um, I do our one. <laughs> <laughs> and like, not just do it. Like very, I'm at the top. She 1%. was like literally the top, top, top. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I'm sure it's not reaching out. <laughs> I was like, she's going to hate my ass. And so anyways, I am like, I'm not reaching out to her, blah, blah, blah. So I like kind of can forget about it. Whatever. Anyways, I meet this really cool girl at this party. Like, we're hanging out. Like, thank God I don't know it's her. It'd be so fucking awkward. So we're I like... I remember you were wearing, like, a cool, trendy hat. Like, I still, rem- <laughs> I still remember the day that I met you. Same. Yeah. I remember, like, I, I remember where we were. We were yes. playing all these games. Like, yes. oh, look, this girl is so cool. Like, my new bestie. <laughs> and then the next day, I realized that it is the girl whose bio is, you know, please don't, don't message me. me about my pyramid scheme. <laughs> so I'm like... Okay, I can't wait to see her again. So next day, I see her, and like I can't just like let it go. Of course, like whatever, I have to go up to her, and I'm like, I hope we can still be friends. Yeah. Um, like I saw your bio, and I do Arbonne. And she's like, Oh my god, no, I don't think that. Like you know, whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, bitch, it's not. But okay, well, in my defense, I think because I have my own business, yes, I would get well, the, I, I would get the DMs exactly. every other day totally. from like literally everything ever. And you're like, I don't think Arbonne's what I did. I was yeah, just like, yeah. I am so messing with you. I just like I had to. I, well, because we not. also just met. I had like no friends, and I was like, mother fuck, like I already <laughs> I burning a, bridges. Made me day one yes yes but really. I just think it was so funny I was like thank god I did not know and then another thing that was funny is like I was like thank god I didn't know just like not that I would act differently but I was like I was so happy when we met like I didn't know you did Raw and Rebellious and stuff yeah too. no so I, been, I, like, I remember it was like I mean like this later. girl's too cool for me like no. I, don't even, no, 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 I mean you're not like, yeah, I, and yeah. I get that you're not too cool for me bro. yeah no I'm not I don't even know your last name so <laughs> yeah seriously not. yeah so I was like I mean honestly like it just was like hilarious one day we were sitting there and so because her bio is this I'm thinking like she hates social media jobs <laughs> all this so she's at my house one day we're like watching The Bachelor or something like that and all of a sudden she goes like something about how she was like videoing something on like a um a, a ring a ring, ring light, light ring light, light yeah she's like oh my god my roommate watching me on that ring light and I was so embarrassed and blah 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 and I was like she has a ring light like or what? what does she do yeah and then like that was like I found out later on I was like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then everything clicked it just made sense it was nice though I feel like once we met and we like figured that out like I remember us like didn't we like record I feel like we recorded stuff together we would like send each other oh ideas. my god no literally like even speaking of this podcast like we would go on walks like and just talk about business ideas and like entrepreneurial yes, things and like always like literally I remember you bringing up the idea of this podcast I'm like yes, yes I know because I had this idea for so long yeah it took me so long to do it I feel like you could have a podcast too you could do solo episodes and talk for like three hours. That, like you don't yeah. need anyone around to totally. talk. Like, I know. Like I was telling, I was telling you earlier. I was like, dang. I mean, I think it's probably a good thing I took my ADD medicine today. Yeah. Because, like, I'd be off my. Rocker. Yeah, she's like, wait, I took my medicine. I don't know if I should do that. And I was like, mm, 
you're probably fine. <laughs> I think like every single time that we're around each other, like we need like mic up. Like, yeah, that, that I would, know. It would be just like a experience. Even like this morning, last last night. Oh, general details. She comes in. She's spilling some tea about her night. Yeah. And um, anyways, I go straight and like ask, basically say like the most like deep question in my fiance. Fiance is, is in the room, and he's like, "Damn, Madeline." Yeah. And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so us. Like. And he was like, that was like so personal. I'm like, and didn't cross my mind. No, like, we got to get right to it. You're investigative. Yeah, You're just doing some investigative. Yeah, journaling. we're like CIA. Basically. Yeah, well, I um, I am staying at Madeline and Abe's and I was supposed to get here super early. And on Sunday Scaries, and I feel like I have to like call myself out for this because Sunday Scaries, on sun- like people are always like, yeah, I texted my ex, like fucked my ex, like blah, 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 blah. Last night I did have sex with my ex, um, so I feel like I just need to call myself out for that because yeah. I'm always like giving mm-hmm. everyone else um, shit on Sunday Scaries. So I'm sorry, everyone. I am owning up to it, and I walked in shamefully, but I did bring fat jack. You brought cheese fries. Yeah, I brought so cheese it, fries, mozzarella sticks, and wings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know it, it can't be that bad, but I did hang my head low, and I'm going on a walk out after this um, with my friend Anna after done recording, and Abe's like. We know how your walks turn out. <laughs> you're getting some extra sweat. Yeah. Sins on <laughs> you're going to come back with a nice workout. Um, not tonight, though, guys. That, that was that was a one-time thing. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But anyways, yeah, so Madeline and I met kind of like – I feel like that's very much a Denver way. And you mm-hmm. had a different experience than me moving to Denver. You're from Mississippi originally. Yeah. And you had a different experience because you went to Bama with all of your friends. And I feel like all of my friends, like my friend group from college, moved to Atlanta Mm -hmm. after college. But y'all, for the most part, like your core friend group moved out to Denver, which is super unique. But you came first before everyone else, didn't you? Well, yes and no. So I, my mom and my stepdad moved here in 2015. So my stepdad's actually in the cannabis industry, Mm -hmm. which is hilarious because like, even back in 2015, like people would be like, why'd your parents move to Denver? And I'm yeah. like, um, marketing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know. Being from Mississippi, like it was just, Oh no. I mean, that was and, like a very you know, like, taboo like, thing to say. Totally. Yeah. So anyways, they moved out here in 2015. Like I would, I'd only ever at that point had been to Colorado for like winter skiing and that stuff. Mm-hmm. But never really been for the summers. Mm-hmm. So whenever they were moving out here, like his business kind of got too big to be able to like, you know, do crawl states. So they moved out here and I would come and visit with like, visit them, like fell in love with it. I ended up moving out here one summer. So it was the summer between my junior and senior year of college mm. that I moved out here. And like, I had no friends when yeah. I said like, I did Bumble BFF to make friends. Oh yeah. I know other people that have yes, friends. Did, like, did you like it? Well, <laughs> I ended up being like a therapist for this girl that I met. <laughs> Story of my life. It's either I'm I am the person like getting free therapy or, or you're you the know, person or it. yes, totally. Yeah. So anyways, I was dying to hang out, did Bumble BFF. Um and anyways, I like ended up though having the best summer of my life. Um ended up meeting people from like where work. I was working at the governor's office, which is hilarious. Like mm. I knew when I say knew nothing about government. Did like, you get that through Chuck, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was straight through connections, yeah. which, privilege, I know, but, yeah. like, it was straight through connections. Like, when I say my interview, like, it was after a date party. <laughs> I, and, like, I thought we were, like, going to just, like, call and, like, chat. Yeah. And this girl, and she's, like, I didn't even know who the fucking governor was at the point. She's, like. <laughs> you didn't even know the name. No, no, no. His name is taken Lever now. I do know that. <laughs> but she was, like, so, like, what's your favorite policy of You're this? lying. And I'm, like, um... <laughs> How progressive he is in the cannabis industry. <laughs> <laughs> Which 
Which, like, fingers crossed. I no, mean, yeah, I'm, no, shot like, in the dark. I mean, like, granted, like, I don't even, like, even like weed that much. But, like, yeah. I, because my stepdad was being in that industry, I'm like, I know he's progressive. And yeah, he has to be And, and she friend. goes, do you know a bill number that is? I'm like, what's a bill? Like, She was, like, quizzing you? No, totally, totally. But I somehow got it straight from Connections. So that is so funny. It, I mean, it ended up being, like, a great experience. Yeah. And, like, but anyways, I met like some really cool people from there, mm. but it was the best summer of my life and I knew no one. Like mm. it was so cool to just like, it was one of those things like, and I was kind of the same way with college. Like I kind of had to be like thrown outside of my comfort zone mm-hmm. or I never would have. It was like crazy for me though to go to Alabama, which is funny because you think like Mississippi to Alabama, like I literally lived an hour and a half away. Oh no, no, no. If I had gone to Ole Miss or Mississippi yeah. State, that would have been crazy well, because people my don't high go school there. was split between Auburn and Alabama. Totally. And I so. think I think it's like when you're so close like that, like people just because you're paying out of state tuition, which yes. I thought that I was getting in state tuition because my mom at that point married my stepdad and was living in Alabama at the mm. time. So that's like half the reason why I decided to get. It. Turns out later we found out I didn't. Did not. I didn't. Did oh. get that. I know it was crazy because like I didn't know anyone going to Alabama, so it was like I mean my roommate was from from Meridian where I'm from, and then I had there was another girl there, but other than that like didn't really know anyone. And so mm-hmm. I was like, I, I was like, I think it's really important because I'm being forced to get outside of my comfort zone versus I'm choosing to. Right. So like, if, let's say I went to Ole Miss, like I have still to this day, I have absolute best friends. Like they're in my wedding, like all from home, like the best people in my life. Mm-hmm. But if I went there, I was like, I'm going to have to be choosing to make new friends mm-hmm. outside of them. And so it was like, it made the most sense to me to go somewhere where I was having to force to do it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of was the same way with moving to Denver. Like right. I was kind of forced to. So that was that summer. That exact summer, two of our friends in Baxley, the one we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. and Sarah Sims, they lived in Breckenridge that summer. And so, oh, I forgot that they And I was not friends with Sarah Sims at the time. Oh, okay. we didn't. I mean, we knew each other, like, knew of each other in college. We just weren't friends. We didn't wow. really run in the same circle. But she's, like, one of my absolute best friends today, so it's crazy. Yeah. I ended up um, staying for an extra semester of college. So that was, like, very interesting, too, because I, like, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I ended up deciding to stay for an extra semester and um, to double major. What but, did you study? Uh, marketing and finance okay and then I minored in computer tech and applications and then professional sales and you uh-huh. did a little victory lap did a little victory lap but it really like wasn't even a victory lap because I like I feel like I feel like which nothing wrong with that but I feel like when I think of victory lap it's like oh you fell to class yeah yeah, you yeah. Go back and whatever like I literally just decided to like double major but mm. it was so interesting because like just like the stigma behind it like yeah. I felt like Oh my gosh. Like, like you feel behind. Yes. Like I was literally just going to get an, and I made like perfect grades. And uh-huh. a lot of that like has to do, I feel like with just like, which we kind of like have talked about this, but not, not on the podcast yet. Yeah. But, um, like I feel like most well, of so my sister ended up like doing a college, like later on in life. Mm-hmm. Cause she ended up like going to rehab. She would not care about me talking about this. Yeah. I have her permission. Okay. No, no one at me, Beautiful. <laughs> but, um, she ended up going to rehab, like, became sober and she's three years older than me and I'm so proud of her but it was like a huge thing on me whenever I was going to college like I was like I want to prove that I can have fun in college and make good grades and so I can stay like that was a huge interesting yeah thing for me so you went in with that like complex were you like nervous about that yeah because of your sister totally because I mean at that point like did she did she go to college and then not finish yeah she went to Ole Miss which she did now she's finished now she went to end up going to Texas Tech but um, she went to Ole Miss, and then mm. she struggled with alcoholism, and she had, like, a lot of, like, bad things happen in her life that, like, kind of led up to that, I totally. feel like. But she struggled with that, and it was at that point my senior year of high school. So, like, when she was going to rehab, I was a senior in in, in high school. 
getting ready to go to college. No, literally. Like, she missed my graduation because she was in rehab. Oh, wow. Yes. So, our timelines were kind of crazy because, like, here she was. She's a 22-year-old, beautiful, perfect. Yeah, I mean, like, she's stunning. Every, I, I met her at your engagement party. Yes. Yeah. Everything, like, she had done, like, leading up to that point, like, had, like, been, you know, so one thing. And so, anyways, it was kind of, like, a shock to our family as well as, like, Meeks, who's someone... And I still look up to her so yeah. much. Like, honestly, more even now through that. because With like she's been through. Yes, yeah. because, like, I mean, it takes so much strength and stuff to even realize that you have a problem and, and things. But anyways, she... Our parents, like, my parents pulled her. We were like, you, we're not paying for you to do this if you're going to keep, like, failing out mm. and this and this. And so I went to college, like being really scared of that. I mean, it's something still to say, like not even just her, there's other addiction in my family that mm. I'm like, I have to be careful. Which right. I love drinking a little <laughs> yeah. too much. We were talking about that this morning. <laughs> like there was a, there was a lit one time that I gave up blacking out. Um, so, <laughs> there's so much like addiction and stuff in my family that I'm like, mm. oh God, like I'm so nervous. Like, is that going to be me? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's still something that I have to like check in on every, t- every once in a while and stuff. But Long story short, I was like, I just have to prove to myself and to my parents, like, I can make really good grades because I didn't want to, like, sacrifice the fun and the party. Of course. So I was like, I had to had to do the balance of it. And so I really did, like, I literally finished with 4-0 everything, like, but I ended up staying for that extra semester. Right. And so I felt like everyone would just look and be like, mm, like, oh, you're so Like, here. oh, so you're still there. And I'm like, damn it. And everyone's, like, coming back for games. Yes, I'm like, like, I'm, like, uh, literally getting a second degree. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, honestly, like, it really, I think it's just, like, fate, the way it all worked out. Because, like, if I would not have stayed, I would not have ever done Arbon. Right. And that was, like, such an impact on my life. Yeah, because, and like, I would love for you to talk about Yeah, and at, that, and at that point, too, like, another thing, like, with that is just, like, with, with Arbon and this is, like, why did I even care what people thought? Like, right. the fact that I'm, like, who, who gives a who, shit? Like, he, who knows what they're there, what's going on in their lives. And like, it's like such a spotlight effect too. Like you don't like, no one's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about yourself. And totally. So, but I think that's something we learn later in life, like totally. in college and like in college and before, like I remember being petrified in like middle school and high school, leaving a sleepover earlier, falling asleep first and like thinking, people Oh my God, bad about me. or like leaving a party early. And then in college, I mean, you're like a, just a sheep in a herd. Like you're in a sorority. Like totally. I went to Auburn, you went to Bama, like same shit, different day. Like, you're so wrapped up in what people think about you. So I'm sure, you know, staying a fifth year and being worried that people don't know, like, no, I'm actually here because I'm like getting yes. another degree, like is like terrifying. Cause you, yeah. you don't want anyone thinking anything bad about you, but no one's thinking. And also like, you. and even if they anyway. did, like, I'm, Who cares? Yay, I'm staying to finish a degree. Exactly, like, exactly. you know, it's, just, it's so funny how like we get so worked up. I know, things. I know. And that's, so it was actually though, like our senior, my senior year of college, like around March when I was introduced to this girl who's a stranger to me, had no idea who she was. And how did y'all get introduced? It was through a referral. So oh. somebody that I went to high school with was friends with her in pharmacy school. Basically, you know, saying the girl that referred her to me and saying how like she thought I'd be really good at what she did. I don't even know what the company is at the time. I'm like, mm. what's this airborne thing? Like, yeah, airborne. All this stuff. And I'm like, like at that point, like I really cared so much what people thought. Like mm. I like would not even like, go out without, like, texting 17 people in my outfits, being like, okay, like, is which this one? cute, is this? Which I look back now, and I'm like, well, shit, I, I clearly, care. I didn't care that much at all. Like, <laughs> We're at, wearing, like, chevron. Looking like, at my outfits, necklace. like, oh my God. like, huge hair, red lipstick, yep. like, mm-hmm. love it. Yep. But, I'm like, it's just so funny, like, how it worked up that I would get into that kind yeah. of stuff. And I would, like, I was so afraid of other people's, like, opinions and things. Like, mm-hmm. I was so paralyzed in life. And so when this girl reached out to me, I was like, God, this sounds really cool is something that like I never saw myself doing but like 
she was, I saw she was making a lot of money. She was working from her phone. She was helping people get healthy. She was earning trips. At the time, I was like working at the elementary school. I was doing um, so many random things. Like I was really involved like with things on campus and mm. et cetera. And like, I, it was just so interesting. Like when I was working this part-time job, like I was not physically getting paid until I showed up. And so right. the fact that this girl's like making money from her phone and all this, like I was like very intrigued by Which it. was also such a new thing at the time. Totally. Like Instagram wasn't really monetized at no. this point. Like No, at all. I mean, I, at this point I'd never made like a, that reels weren't a thing. Yeah. TikTok wasn't a thing. No. I've never even made a story at this yeah. point. Yeah. No, I don't even think stories were a thing. No, yet. they, they we weren't. We still just like Snapchat. And lives. Like I didn't do that. Yeah, either. yeah, yeah. Anyways, I was just like very skeptical, whatever. I got my stepdad to look into it. Mm. He's an incredible businessman, as I was saying earlier. And he was like, I mean, this is like really legit. And there are companies out there to, to, your, to the whole pyramid scheme thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there are some companies that like aren't great. Right. And, and that do do things, I feel like, that are non-ethical and whatever. Totally. But like, got him to look at it. Like this company's been around for 41 years, all the things. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, this, this seems like actually legit. Mm-hmm. But I can, like I'm just the type of person, like if I like something, like, not that I can even sell the shit out of it. I don't even mean that. Like, I'm going to tell people about it regardless. Like, right. the amount of freaking walking pads I have sent. I'm like, why am I not an ambassador? No, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> so I just got this walking pad. And I'm like, I'm obsessed with it. I tell everyone about it. Like, if I like something, I'm going to tell everyone about it. So it made sense to me that I had not tried the product. So I'm like, I can't get behind something I'm not passionate mm-hmm. about. Anyways, long story short, three months of her, like, reaching out to me. I'm not, like, interested at all. And then finally, or I am interested. Actually, that's not true. I am interested, but I'm like, I'm too scared what people think. And, mm. and at the end of the day, I realized, like. What were you scared of? Like, what exactly? I, I think just what people would think of me. And I think, like. Why, though? Like, like, what aspect of it? I didn't want people to ever think, which I just, I would never put my name behind something that would, like, affect my reputation in the sense of, like, if something wasn't good or whatever, like, so it wasn't, that the, you didn't the, actually believe yes, kind of so thing. it wasn't like that. That definitely wasn't the case. I don't even know if there is an explanation, but I think just in general in life, like when I really re- think about like why people don't do things, whether mm-hmm. it be start a business, start a podcast, start this, it really so much leads back to like the fear of what people think. Mm-hmm. It's paralyzing. It is. And like, and, and I never really thought about your, how you just asked, like, well, what, what exactly was so fearful about it? And at the end of the day, like, really nothing. Yeah. And, and like, I'll, you can't even pinpoint anything. No, I can't even pinpoint why. I think it's just like, oh, my God, she's posting on social media a lot. She's mm-hmm. doing this. She's doing one of those things. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to, I don't want to, whatever. And, like, and something finally clicked to me. I was like, there's things that I want to do in life. And I have goals. I have dreams. Like, I grew up with a single mom. See, my mom just, like, worked multiple jobs, just, like, support yeah. for the daily necessities mm-hmm. for me and my sister. Right. And, of course, like, we had help. From my grandmother, my dad, all these people. But still, like, my mom busted her ass. My mom, like, did the absolute best. Like, she's the best yes. person ever. She's the best she's she can. She's phenomenal. And was, like, working her. so many jobs to just, like, provide the basic necessities right. for us. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, felt like, wow, if she had something, like, well, granted, it was around. But she wasn't, I mean, there wasn't social media. She didn't know of this. I'm no. like, if she would have been able to have something like this at that time, like, it would have been life-changing for yeah, her. And, like, totally. that was always my goal, to be able to provide for my future family. Mm. Which, granted, at this time, I was 22. I think I must have thought it would be a little sooner than yeah. um, being engaged to 27. <laughs> it is funny, though. Like, I remember when I was younger, like, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to be engaged by the time I'm, like, 24. Oh, like, when I was in, like, high school, I was like, oh, no chance I won't be, like, Married, maybe with a kid on the way by, like, I don't know, 26. Oh, I, I, I'm if 28. You, no, if you would have told me 
taking play and be like it's my job <laughs> like doing everything to avoid point being at 22 years old but like still, hearing about this about. i'm like oh my gosh i'm probably gonna like have a family soon in this you know five yeah, years later like, I gotta start preparing for my kids <laughs> college funds so literally to go to state <laughs> totally so I, I realized i was like there's so many things i want to do and like Something that I thought was really interesting. I remember there's been, so at the time that I joined this business, my bank account, I'll never forget, was, had negative $5. And granted, I had help from my parents. I yeah. don't want to act like I was just like living in the slums because I'm very privileged in a lot of aspects. But totally. I did have help from my family and stuff, um, paying for my college and a lot of different things. But my personal bank account was negative $5. Mm. And then my savings account was one penny. But to keep my savings account. Just to keep open. it open? Yeah, yeah. My car was breaking down on the side of the road. Like, I needed one so badly. And I was like, I I learned that you can earn a car with this opportunity. You can earn, mm. well, not a car, but you earn, when you get to the um, RVP level, which is the third of four levels, you get a $800 monthly payment that could go towards a white Mercedes. Mm. And so I was like, I mean, my car is breaking down on the side of the road. Like, if I could take that burden away, like, that would be a huge relief. Right. And so... I was like, I'm just going to work. I'm not going to get a new car until I can, like, work and earn this. And so, anyways, I actually tried the products. Was obsessed. That's the only reason I decided to do it. Mm-hmm. Do, the, do the business. Fall in love with it. Was able to help so many people. And it was so cool. I finally had just got over myself. And I realized, oh, that's the whole point of this was to say, though, that, like, there's so many people that, like, hold themselves back from whatever it is because they're just, like, nervous what people think, all mm. these things. And it's, like, you were just, like, first of all, these people aren't going to pay your bills. The, whoever's opinion is. And, like, Let's say that I am like so worried about Sarah Smith's opinion because right. her bio says you don't don't do that. <laughs> and I don't do this. Like, do you think Sarah is gonna like not do what she not start this podcast because she's like worried about what I'm gonna think? No, yeah. like she's gonna live her life. She's gonna go on. Like, you're only hurting yourself. And yeah. like that's kind of what I realized. I was like, you have to get out of your own way. Yeah. To do whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. and like if something seems like a good opportunity, like. Are you going to look back in years and be like, oh, I wish I would have done that. Worst case scenario, you try it and you're like, oh, I didn't really like that. Like, but at least you tried it. Like you're, nothing's worse. I feel like I'm looking back with regret. And so that's why I was like, I mean, I could not have been happier that like I jumped in. It really changed my life. I ended up earning the Mercedes was, I remember I was graduating and I remember going to my stepdad and I'm like, do I need to get a full-time job? At that point I was making like a six figure income and yeah. I was like, do I need to get a full-time job? And he goes, honey, that is your full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> it's mean, like, you made it. Literally, it's been, it's just like, it's blessed me in like so many ways. And yeah, stuff. you've met and so many people. And, it, and it's given me like this entrepreneurial spirit too mm. of like realizing like the biggest thing I've learned so much like personal development and things. And it's like, go after things that you want. And mm. so like, as you know, like even right now, I'm like, there's different, so many different things, which of course, like I will always do Arbon, mm. but there's different things I want to do as well. And like, it's taught me like go after what you want to do and like don't let the fear of what anyone thinks get in the way of that and so like I don't even know like what I want to do but there are things like I have so many ideas constantly and I'm like I feel like you can be your biggest um setback like yeah you can like you can be the biggest yeah get in your own way yeah it's like there's so many things even right now like I you can over consume and do nothing Mm -hmm. and like even right now like I'm guilty of it like I'm over consuming so many things I'm like oh my gosh this is a great idea like this is a great idea this is a great idea and I'm like I'm not I haven't like taken action on any of those and I'm like okay the worst thing you can do is do that where you don't take action and then you're like oh it's too late now whatever it's never too late like just do it try it you know so I think that like you could have easily said like with this podcast like there's a million people that do this exactly what's the point but like 
there always is a plan. There's always somebody you can serve from it. There's always this. So. Oh, no, I, I could not agree more. I remember when we had a conversation, because you've started so many things, like, since I've met you. You know, you yeah. have your koozie business now that you've started. You were doing social media part-time. Yeah. So you've got a million different, and I think that's, and I'm the same way. We're both the same way. Like, we always have a million ideas, and, like, we think of something, and we go, like, 200 on it, and then we're like, okay, wait, now we want to do something yeah, else. So there's totally. always something, but... I, we had this conversation back in like April when I was staying with you and Abe and you were almost having to like re take your own advice. And I don't even know if you remember this, but when you started doing the social media part-time or you were starting to look for stuff part-time, I mean, you know, I have a small business too. My business ebbs and flows like crazy. Like I have a bank account higher than I've ever seen it. And I'm making like six figures and then I'm making less than my employees are making and I'm paying them more than I'm making. Yeah. It's so up and down. And I remember when you started doing social media part-time, you were really nervous and you talked to me about this of like, you're like, I don't want to seem like a failure in people's eyes because I'm doing something different and I'm totally. still doing Arbon, but it ebbs and flows just like everything else. Yes. And you had to like, it never ends. Like you don't turn it on and off. It's mm-hmm. something that's a practice. You have to constantly like, make the conscious effort to choose to not care what people think. Absolutely. And so I think you had to do that again with making the decision for yourself because you also have a wedding coming up. You want to make extra money. Totally. Taking another job and you're like, well, shit, like, are people – and I thought about that too. Like, when money's really bad, I'm like, do I need to, like, bartend? Do I need to go go back to school? Like, what am I going to do? Like, it's always up to us, right? Like, no one's – Yeah. No one's making these decisions for us. We do not have a steady income. Like, it comes and goes. So you had to make the decision again – to not care what people think and do what's best for you. And you made that decision. Yeah. And it was good for you, like, in that moment at the time. And you're going to continue to make those decisions. But you almost, I think, got set back again by oh, what totally. people thought. I, I say there's nothing that would make me not, like, care what people think. But I'm like, if I were, like, got if I got pregnant, like, I probably would care. Like, yes, no, <laughs> of know? course. There's things that, like, I probably would be like, oh, you know, like, uh, whatever. Yeah, I'd there's still, always But there was at everyone. one point, though, that I was, like, literally nothing anyone could do or say would, would like, bother me. And mm-hmm. then the thing is, though, I realized, too, like, when I was my best. I was, like, reading personal development. I was doing these things. And then I got, like, kind of into, like, reading fun fantasy books and uh-huh. stuff. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I will say, like, what is the thing? It's, like, mind your mind. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that saying before? Mm-mm. It's, like, I feel like so much, like, your thoughts become your actions. Oh, yeah, okay. And, like, you have uh, to, like, mind, mind, mind. You have like to mind that. your mind. And, like, I for so long was only diving into personal development, was listening to trainings every single week. Like, and I kind of stopped doing that. And so things changed for me because, like, I would, I found myself, like, being lazier, like, literally in a state which I'm, like, so, I'm, like, an open book about this, but, like, was literally in a state of, like, depression, anxiety, all of these things. And I was, like, I knew I needed to make a change and I just, like, didn't know what to do. But at the same time, I did know what to do because, like, I'm not doing the things that were making you that feel were good. making me feel good. And, like... And a lot of that had to do with like doing reading personal development, reading these things. Cause it's like, it's kind of like what you think about, you're going to like do. Yeah. It's a lot, it has to do with like manifesting and has to do with like, which some people I get, like if you don't believe in manifesting and whatnot, but like whatever it is, it's just kind of like thinking positive thoughts. Yeah. Because like what you think about, I feel like does is, is such a huge part of your being and stuff. And so I feel like, for example, if I'm constantly like, I'm a piece of shit, like, 
I am like, no one wants to do this. No one wants to join me. No one wants to do this. Like, yes, like that's going to become my reality because it's like, I'm telling myself that so much Mm -hmm. that it's like, yeah, why would anyone want to join me? Yeah, why would why anyone want to hang out? Why would with anyone you? want to do these things if I'm like constantly in that state of being? Right. Versus if I'm like, I'm so confident, I'm this, like I am living my best life, I'm blah blah blah. Then it's like that's going to attract people that are feeling that same way. Right. It's like kind of like you are the average of the five people that you're like spending mm. the most time with. Like you're the average of the people that like you're the average of like what you're consuming as well. Well, and everyone can feel your energy totally too. And yeah, no, and I feel like that was something that it's you've struggled with it in the last like year maybe and it kind of hit you out of nowhere because you've never really had like mental health stuff as far as as far as we've talked about like before then I've had like bouts of anxiety Mm -hmm. and like situational I would say like based on a situation and then it kind of fades yeah when that situation fades but I've never like struggled with anxiety struggled with depression I've been like hormonal which is also like you know like as a woman we totally those ups and downs and you think it's yourself. You're not thinking like, oh, this is my anxiety or like, oh, these are my hormones. So totally. for someone, you know, that's listening maybe in their 20s that's dealing with fluctuations in their mental health, like how do you like call that out and like take action on that? It is interesting. The one thing I w- will say is that I think could be part of it was I'd gotten my IUD around the time. Oh. Granted, I've, it could have been zero correlation. Yeah, so no, take it for what it's worth. Yeah. I do know that like it does have a lot of hormones in it, whatever. Like mm-hmm. the only thing that I, so I, my like anxiety did kind of start like a, um, probably like a month after I got it. Granted, it could correlate in no way. I still right. have my IUD, right. so I don't know. But I think also too, I've always been a person that has been like, here's the wall in my life. Here's this wall here's all the good things in my life on this one side of the wall. Here are the bad things. We don't ever look on this bad, like this mm. side of the wall. So you just kind of compartmentalize. Yes. And I think that was like a great thing for so long, mm. but at the end of the day, like you're going to get to a point where like you can't do that anymore. Right. Depression, anxiety, it does not discriminate. Yeah. It does not like. True. I. It takes no prisoners. No, it doesn't. Like, and the thing is like, I've had like a very good life. Have I had things that have happened to me? Yes. Yes. I dealt with my parents getting divorced. Like that kind of changed a whole lot of like psyche in my head about mm-hmm. even relationships, whatever, like relationships. Did you go to with, therapy when you were younger about no, that? Never. Okay. Um, things with my, like with my sister with rehab, like there's, you know, just other random things here and there. Um, Abe's mom passed away and we were sophomores in college. Like that was awful. It was like mm-hmm. awful being with a partner who lost the most important person in his life totally. and then being trying to be there and then also grieving myself mm. because she was very important to me as well mm. but like obviously nothing compared by any means so trying to be there trying and being very um not physically not literally but being kind of a punching bag to some of the um their emotions yeah. and stuff and dealing with and it. I mean, I, mean I would be emotions. in a fucking insane asylum yeah. if that was me at 20 Same. years old. Like, yeah. I can't imagine. Mm. Like, so, I mean, there's been things in my life, like, overall, like, I've had it great. And so that was a huge thing, too, that, like, when I was dealing with these things, that it was a lot of judgment on myself being, like, I haven't even had, like, what some people have been through. Like, why? Mm. It was kind of hard like for judging me. yourself. Yes, I was judging myself being, like, why am I feeling these feelings when like I've had like whatever. And it just goes to show like, it really is like a chemical imbalance. Yeah. And like, whether it be my IUD, which it could be, could not be, whether it's probably just maybe everything in my life catching up with me and my, mm. I, my depression and anxiety runs in my family. Like it is a, 
it is something that like is hereditary. In our twenties, I mean, it's such a hard time. Totally, you know. And then we had a pandemic, you know, like add all these yeah. things. Yeah. So, anyways, I go to the doctor one day, and I had been feeling like I remember there was one time going back to we had just moved in together, which moving is a very stressful thing. Yes. Um, and of course, too, like I was paying double rent, I had to put down like a three thousand dollar deposit for this house, as well as paying double rent. Like it was just like a lot at one time. Taxes Always. were due at the same time. All the things, and it was just like a very stressful event anyways I go to the doctor I, I do like an annual which I think is like such a good thing to do yeah uh, I, I just do I do like an annual blood work whatever with the not my MP and anyways I'm filling out this form and the form's like have you been overeating or undereating I'm like check yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like have you do you oversleep or undersleep I'm like check yeah, it was like have you been feeling down sad or whatever more th- and, and, okay actually it was a scale of maybe one it was one three and five mm. one being like Never, three being seldom, five being always. And then, so one of the questions was like, are you um, feeling down, depressed or whatever? Anyways, I feel like normally, like, I'm just always a very happy-go-lucky person. Like, I'm very, like, again, all the bad things in my life are on this side. Yeah. Like, woo! And so, anyways, I'm like, um, so my NP comes in and I'm like, okay, well, I I just filled out this form and I typically would have put zero on all of them, but I just put this and, like, I'm like, She's like, okay, okay. Um, so do you think you'd benefit from being on some, like, anxiety medicine? <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to be dependent on someone. I was like, because if someone dies, then I'm going to be we need to be on something immediately. And then, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, like, literally going on eight, like, like acting like this is my therapist. Yeah. And she's like, um... I really think that you could benefit from yeah. <laughs> So we're going to put you on this medication. Yeah. And so, anyways, my mom and my grandmother and my sister and so many people in my life are on it. So, like, I asked them, which is so typically, too, like, if something is, like, works well for someone in your family, like, it typically works well for mm, you. Okay. But something that she said, like, really stuck with me. She was like, this isn't going to make you feel any different than it's just going to make you feel more like yourself. And, like, I literally started crying. I was like, that's all I want to yeah. do is feel, like, more like myself. And anyways, so I got on it. I actually tried at first because my mom didn't send that quick enough. So I didn't know what she was on. So I tried Lexapro first. Everyone's so different too. Yeah. I tried that first. And for me, I found out my mom and my grandmother both had tried in different sides of the family too. Had tried that. And then they ended up being on Zoloft. So Mm. that worked better for them. So I ended up switching to that. And like, it's been, it's just been great. Like I literally, I I love joking. I'm like, I can't cry. I'm on Zoloft, you know? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I'd, I would probably be crying, but I'm not off, you know. <laughs> But I can't. But, like, at the end of the day, like, and I know, like, something that we talked about earlier is, like, I've gained a lot of weight on it, which has been mm. really hard for me. I've gained a lot of weight for myself. Because mm. I don't want to make anyone else feel bad by saying that. <laughs> me right now, all I can say is, like, when it comes down to, like, my depression and anxiety medicine, like, I could not be more grateful I started that. And that's the thing she told me. She was like, you don't have to be on this forever. Yeah. You know, this is just something to make you feel, like, more like yourself now. And granted... Like I said, with the weight gains, I would not even I wouldn't change that for anything. Do I want to lose weight for myself? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I am just unhealthy. Like mm-hmm. I have been eating terribly, which is affecting my sleep and all these other things. So like, right. granted, no, I'm not depressed anymore. Maybe. Yeah. Like, or I guess technically I've diagnosed it, but like my medicine is helping so much with that. But like my eating habits stuff are definitely affecting my sleep and my mm-hmm. this and that. So well, when we were talking about it earlier, like I have been through multiple phases like that where. And we were also talking about how our bodies change so much. Totally. In our 20s, our metabolisms change so much. And every woman experiences that. And it's interesting because when things are all going really well in your life and you're really happy and when you're, like, feeling healthy and 
you know, motivated and all these things, you're more motivated to like continue to better yourself. You're totally. more motivated to go to the gym. You're more motivated to order a salad instead of pizza, whatever that yeah. is. Versus when you're feeling like shit and you're feeling down on yourself or you're just not feeling like the best version of yeah. yourself, whatever that looks like for you then you're less motivated to do that and you just kind of like kind of keep feeding into that cycle. And so it's like getting out of that cycle is even harder when you are feeling down. And I think everyone experiences that. Yeah, you know, for sure. And also like, you know, because this happened for you so suddenly and I know like this mental health shift and this happens to a lot of people suddenly. Do you have any like markers or advice for anyone that could be listening that maybe is starting to notice those things or experience that? Because I think the first thing would be to always and they talk about this with meditation with yoga is like noticing your thoughts and yeah. like noticing like when you're starting to google like why am I lashing out on my boyfriend like how to be happy like these yeah. things like actually being present enough in your life to be like wait a second like I've never looked this up before this is so not totally. me and like seeking help like do you have any advice yeah. your emotions do change so much with your hormones with your cycles Always. so much stuff so like I was reading something about a girl who like right before she um gets her period like she experiences like a huge like depression state whatever people's emotions change so much with their hormones mm. so like but I do think it's really good to like just track how you're like maybe once a month checking your energy levels checking your um like how are you sleeping a lot more are you sleeping a lot less are you eating like are you overeating or under eating are you doing these things like I feel like it's always good to like have a check-in to kind of see mm. like is, and it did, did this differ from last month? The same way that you check in with your, like, you get blood work done. Every right. Year, like, how I do. For example, maybe you do this every month. Then you kind of just, like, have a check-in with yourself and be like, okay, how am I feeling? And, and kind of note it. So then, like, next month you can check and say, like, okay, is has this changed? Has this changed? So you can kind of see, like, is this normal? Is this not? And just, I feel like the best thing that you can do is just kind of just, like, being very, like, observant of your feelings and mm. stuff. Because I feel like, it would have been so easy for me to be like, well, this is just because X, Y, Z. It's just because this and that. But, like, at the end of the day. Not I writing it off. Yes. At the end of the day, when I really think about it, like, if I, I, I should have gone months earlier. Like, I really don't think I, like, hardly was getting out of bed for, like, a month straight. Mm. You know, it was just, like, a huge, just, like, a wake-up call to, like, talk to someone and be like, you're not crazy. Yeah. Like, like this is real. This is this is real, and this happens to people, and you're normal, and it's okay. And, like, a lot of people deal with mental health issues, and, like, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's because, for me, I was like, ah, I don't want to be dependent on something every single day. Yeah. And then it hit me. I'm like, if I could take something every single day that made me feel better, why would I not do and it? And just more like myself again, yeah. I felt like it was such a crutch to get on medication, and it's not, number one. That was, like, something that would help me back at first. Okay. But I, I was like, is this just, like, a a crutch and my mom's like no if, if you're really feeling these ways like it's no. a chemical imbalance. exactly but also too balancing it with therapy as well mm. so you're balancing the medication with talking through your feelings it's mm. not just you're just not bottling up because at the end of the day it's not like you're not you're all of a sudden you're not gonna have any emotions like it's it's just like a very natural like feeling the way I kind of describe it it's like I kind of feel like I drink a glass of wine yeah <laughs> but without like kind of like settle without in. like the dizziness like of course not not that you get like dizzy off a glass of wine but you know yeah. without mm-hmm. like any cognitive being in, impairments totally I don't know I'm just like I want to be an advocate for it because like I want to people to know like it's nothing to be embarrassed about mm. by any means like and seek, you are very open about it seek, which is cool yeah it's like always seek help if you're feeling like for example I really think another thing like I said I think my IUD could have been a problem I know there was one time too 
So I live in Colorado, so this is legal before I say this. Um, <laughs> but there was one time I took an edible on a Sunday. Mm. And I never, I really, like, I'm not a weed person. No, yeah. I don't know why. But, like, I just invite. I go through phases. Yeah. And so I did, I took this, because I was very hungover. And so I thought, like, oh, my gosh, this is going to make me feel better. That's what I've heard. But I, yeah. I think it's not edibles. I think yeah. it's like, <laughs> I don't know. So I took this edible. And it's like a very, very low dose. Like, there's no reason, like, I should have acted like this. My, like, heart, I already, so I have this thing called SVT, where my heart, like, beats, like, super mm, fast. I forgot about that. And so, like, something weird happened. And then all of a sudden, like, I think I started having a panic attack. It was my first ever. So, this is, right, right before I got, like, anxiety medicine and all the things. I had a panic attack. And I didn't realize it was a panic attack. And so, I was, like, in the shower and I'm, like, literally in the shower with my clothes on, like, turning the water hot, turning oh it cold. Because God. I heard that, like, shocks your heart. Granted, I was fine, but I, like, had convinced myself that I was, like, dying. Mm. And so then, and it was, like, a 2.5 milligram edible. Did you just- <laughs> oh, okay. So this wasn't, like, an actual edible. This is, like, a quarter of one. I'm, like, thinking about someone that I know that died when they were young from a heart attack. And, this, and I'm, like, on this, like, terrible rabbit hole. Yeah. And then I started having a panic attack, which I've never had one before. So my heart was beating fast from that. So then I'm like, no, I'm really dying. Yeah, like your and I'm going gonna... like, Abe, take me to the hospital. And I'm like telling all my roommates, I'm like, y'all have to take me to the hospital. And they're like, I think you're going to be okay. Yeah. It was the worst time in our life. We had to call Sarah Sims, one of our friends who's a nurse, to come over. And I'm going, take my vitals. I'm like in the bed, like shaking like yeah. this. And, and they're like, oh my God, like she's okay. And yeah. like, at the end of the day, like when I say most people, if you don't know weed, which I, like, barely do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that, like, 2.5 2.5 is gets, not much. Gets anybody no. high at all. So I don't know <laughs> what was going on with me. But, anyways, I think it was, like, really after that that I was, like, so terrified mm. to have a panic attack again mm. that I developed anxiety and had panic attacks being scared of not having a panic attack. Yeah, no, that, that happens to people, too, because you're, like, on edge. You're, like, wait. No, it was this so This is possible. Crazy. This is going to happen again. And like, I would tell you, like, going back to what you were just saying about, like, checking in with your feelings when I would have these like panic attacks like that like it wasn't I wouldn't call it a suicidal thought but I would be like I almost just want to die to stop feeling like this Mm. and like that was scared that scared me like I just was like like it took over my whole body like heat going down my neck like I'd start breaking out in sweats and I would be like I just like want to die to not feel like this but not it wasn't like suicidal thoughts but same thing I'm saying those words that like you know it's still really scary it's scary to feel that way and so I just think that like so important it was the best thing I've ever done to like just be able to have someone to talk to, like take take note of my mental health, mm-hmm. get help with that. And then again, being an advocate for people to say like, if you feel like you need help, like it's okay. Like yeah. it's not embarrassing. It's nothing to be embarrassed by. Mm-hmm. Like I, honestly, what's more embarrassing is that I didn't do it for so long and didn't get out of the fucking bed. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's more common than not totally for people to deal with that. And you mentioned earlier, you've had, you know, so much stuff happen with your family, you yeah. know, like, your parents getting divorced when you were young, your sister going to rehab, all of that. I would love you to talk a little bit more about that because tons of families have alcoholism in their family. Yeah. Tons of kids also go through divorce. Like, I think it's more common totally. for parents to go through the divorce not than to actually stay together. Like, my parents are together and, like, I feel so lucky for that. Like, yeah. I feel like it's half and half, you know, totally. with all of our friends. So, how do you think that shaped you when you were younger with your parents and then with your sister too like how yeah how, what was that experience like for you so I was in second grade when my parents got divorced mm. and so something that I feel like was one of the most difficult aspects of that you know of course like everyone whatever age your parents get divorced at if they do 
I feel like it's always difficult. Like, my sister was in fifth grade, so she saw a lot more than I did. Again, I've always had this wall that I built that every bad thing went on one side. Yeah, and I've just, like, never dealt with anything until here I'm at 25, and I'm like, anxiety. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that, like, something that, like, really was, like, like, hindered a lot of things with my relationships and et cetera was, like, I never really seen a functional relationship in my life. Like Mm. my parents divorced, my grandparents divorced. um, A lot of my friends from high school, their parents divorced. And, you know, I feel like when I think of a functional relationship, this is just so funny. The first thing that comes to my head is I see a picture, like a a picture, a table where there's a mom and a dad and like two kids or however many kids. And they're eating around the dinner table for like dinner every night. Just like a picture. Yes. A picture that you see. And of course, like, one thing is it's easy to picture this perfect family. No totally. one has a perfect family. Mm-mm. And I think that's something that, like, I've learned and just had to realize. Like, even whenever you are looking at someone else's and, like, being envious of, like, their relationships and other people's lives, like, you don't know what's going on in their no. lives. And, and it's half the time it's the people with the most perfect ones can be... That are the most fucked up. Yes, for mm-hmm. sure. Something I feel like it affects, you know, the relationships and stuff. Like, even down to... Ava and I getting engaged and leading up to that, I, I would be like, I'm like, oh, this is going to be my first marriage. Mm. <laughs> you know, it scares me, like, to think that, uh, so, for example, I hadn't seen that many people that have stayed together. So it just, and not saying that it's the easy way out, because I, I do think that, like, in a lot of situations, like, it is a blessing that they can, people can divorce because they might be going through terrible situations they need to get out of. Right. But I think with, especially having, like, parents that got divorced, it just made me always, like, question if like the rela- my relationship was good enough like it, it made me feel like it had to be some like perfect thing or like it wasn't gonna like be long term we met like I said right before college we ended up going to college different schools and I don't regret this at all but we had like very an on accident kind of an open relationship <laughs> <laughs> it was just like we both were I was a freshman in Alabama he was a freshman in Ole Miss we both like made a lot of mistakes uh, but we loved each other that was what was so hard is that like mm. like actually like the first time I told him I loved him was we were at this like pledge party and I kissed a boy well he knows this too so this it's is okay. like I'm, I'm just exposing all my secrets yeah <laughs> We, I, I kissed a boy and I called him like, oh, I just kissed a boy, but I love you. Like that literally, oh, that was the first time I said I loved him. I'm like, wow, what a functional relationship. You can't compare relationships and stuff because you have some people that have the perfect relationship. Like they've never done anything wrong and they get married and blah, blah, blah. You have some people who they have been through it and mm-hmm. they get married and like, that's awesome too. You know, you just can't compare and that. And so I will say like, I, I think it was like, how it worked out was amazing because we both got to have our own friends. We both got to have our own girlfriends, guy friends, everything. And like I said, our relationship was not perfect by any Mm -hmm. means. It like shaped a lot of like who we are, but at the same time that did make with having parents that are divorced, it just kind of like made me question things because like, for example, you had, I had friends that would be like, there's not a doubt in my mind. Like I'm going to marry this person. Right. And I'm like, well, that's easier for you to say because you don't have divorced parents. Yeah. And like you, you, you don't have that doubt in your, you don't in the have back the of doubt your mind. constantly. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, from the moment I met him, I knew I wanted to marry him. It was kind of crazy. But really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, you never said know. that. I'm so sappy. That is so sappy. <laughs> it was like so annoying too. Because I was like, yeah, you're like oh, I'm about to like go live up my life in Alabama with all these boys. Yeah. And I'm like, like damn it. Yeah. You know? I have the love of my life. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I still like, 
there's some of me makes me fucking crazy. Mm. And like, I question, it makes me question things. I'm not used to seeing like a relationship because in my head, it seems like well, divorce is the easy option, which is again, like I said, I don't think it's the easy option. I think a lot of times people do it. Uh, of course, people do it for very legitimate reasons and like need to get out of bad situations. But like, it scares me that I will think that it's an easy option. You know what I mean? Do you think that you had to kind of like, kind of like learn how to fight? Because like, when you're in a relationship and you're in like a lasting relationship, you're fighting together towards a resolution and towards something, not fighting apart, I guess if that makes sense. So do you think with the divorce in the back of your mind and in your life, you didn't realize that you could like fight with someone? Yeah. Like, do you think that shaped that? Because I feel like a lot of times it's like people would fight and they're like, Oh my God, I guess it's over. Yeah. Like, no, like you realize this is healthy and stuff. But it's also funny that I say that because now that I think about it, like I've actually never been the one to end a relationship ever. So I think it's also like a mm. trust issue thing as well. Like I don't want, I, so I'm a, maybe like a dependency I'm a seven thing? on the Enneagram, which you are Same. too, I know. And one of our biggest things, which of course being with the Enneagram uh, is a lot of like your childhood stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things about sevens is that like, you don't want to be like left. Mm, yeah. Know? Like left behind. Yes. You don't want, and you know, with divorce, of course, like, there are times we'd go to my dad's, we'd get back to my mom's, we'd do this, and I think it was just, like, a, that is, I think, a huge reason why it's, like, I've had this, like, issues in the same way of, like, I need to be wanted. Mm. So, because it feels like I was left, which I wasn't, of course, but it, when but you're, you're being, like, shipped grade, back and yes, forth. and it's, yeah. like, so I think that's, like, when you're in second grade, you don't understand these things, it's, like, it, it's so much more personal. And the older I get, like, I understand so much. Like, I understand so much about my parents' divorce. I understand so much, like, with my sister. I'm so proud of, like, her for being able to go through rehab, doing these things. But at the same time with, like, with her, here I was. I'm a 10th grader in high school. And I'm like, why is my sister not coming to my soccer game? Yeah. Why is it? You and, know, like, yeah. you're just, like, not thinking the way that this happened. And with her, for example, something that, like, was a really hard thing with our relationship is that here I was, she was going to rehab when I was going to college. Mm-hmm. And so here I am entering this crazy part of my life where I'm like drinking and this and this yeah. and she's going sober. Mm. We like flip-flopped lives. And so for a long time, it was like we didn't have anything in common. Yeah, do you feel like, in, do you think that made y'all like grow apart? Yeah, I mean, for, for definitely. Um, and then I think it definitely brought us back closer mm-hmm. again too because it was like, I, I feel like, I would feel guilty, like, being around her, being, like, here I am going to college, being, like, and I was, like, I didn't want her to think, like, if I'm drinking, like, oh, you have a problem, too. I think that was, like, a really hard thing, and, but something that she's been so good about, she's, like, just because you drink alcohol doesn't mean you have a problem. Like, you know, again, with the chemical imbalance, like, there's something different in your brain that makes someone an alcoholic, and, like, you are not one. Like, and, and no one's judging you for that. Right. Again, going back to the, what people think about you. Right. Stuff, it's just like, I think I had to just like let that go and like view our relationship for like what it was, being sisters and growing together and learning together and realizing instead of like being like, you're judging me, being like, what, like, how can I learn from you? And how, yeah. can, how can we grow together? And how can, and I've learned literally so much from her. When you get through rehab, you get through like the 12 step program and, she like literally is like afraid she sponsors tons of people and so oh, she's like so my cool. counselor at the time I'm like okay like what should I do in this situation yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. she's like she's a glorified so therapist uh-huh. yeah so like has you know wisdom beyond her years and stuff mm. and so it is just wild like how everything in your life like that seems so bad like can end up being a good thing like mm. the fact that my dad he remarried I had a little 15 year old sister who was like the cutest thing I'm like you're gonna die at this I texted her the other day and I'm like 
because I feel bad. I'm kind of like more like her aunt. Yeah. Which, oh God, I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> she definitely like tried to follow you. I think, yeah, I no. think we blocked her. I think I've, I've blocked her and your grandma. Okay, good, good. Yeah, good. yeah. Um, I texted her the other day and I go, you're gonna die. So we're like basically I'm like her aunt. I feel like in the sense of like our age gap. I'm 12 yeah, years yeah. older. My sister's 16 years older. Yeah. I text her and I say, um, hey, like, do you shave your hoo-ha? <laughs> She's like, why? And I was like, she's probably mortified. mortified she's like, oh my mortified. god, what? And I'm like, okay, I just feel like it's like my sisterly duty to tell you to do that. <laughs> like, you don't have anyone else to tell you. Yeah, like I don't know, like if your mom would Wait, tell you what that. What did she say? She was like, yeah, I do. Like, don't ever ask me that again. Yeah, like we're never talking about this again. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I mean, I'm like, she's like, what? I mean, she's just like one of the biggest blessings in my life to have like someone that I like that looks up to me and like makes mm. me think of like maybe I probably shouldn't be talking about these things on podcast <laughs> well no but it also like makes you double think about even like your self-talk like about everything oh like you're having gosh. to set an example for someone totally totally like all the time and yes. so that probably makes you rethink some of the things you do and totally. why you do some of those things and I mean it brought Chuck into your life exactly like, that's what I was about to say and then you have my stepdad Chuck who's like the best ever too and like so I have my stepmom my little sister my stepdad like and I cannot imagine my life without them mm. so like like I genuinely can't imagine my life with my parents together yeah Granted, like in a picturesque world we'd be sitting at the dinner table whatever totally. but like that, at the that end of the day mm-hmm. yeah at that dinner table yeah but at the end of the day like I'm so grateful like I would I be out in, would I live in Denver if my parents didn't get divorced yeah would I, would I have gone to Alabama mm. if my parents didn't get divorced and my, my, my mom married my stepdad, who was an Alabama fan, who, like, they urged me to go there because they thought I could get in situation. You know, like, yeah, it's just so little crazy things. that, like, okay, what is the blessing from this? And I will say, like, I even, like, thinking about Abe with his mom passing away. Like, obviously, there's no blessing in that at the time. Totally. And, and, and still, there's no blessing in it. Right. But, like, he was able to look at it. We had a friend whose dad passed away recently, and it was his best friend. And because he'd been through that experience, he could be there. And like, there's mm. so many people that we, that we know in our life that have lost a parent yeah. and that he's been able to be there for in a way that I could never, and ne- mm. never want to be like, right. I'm so fortunate that I don't know that experience, right. but like where he will literally take a friend in a room and like talk to them all night long and comfort them in a way that no one else no can one really else can. understand. Yeah. Where it's like everything happens for a reason. It's just like every experience in your life is good, can lead to something that, would never have happened like the butterfly effect and mm-hmm. stuff too so whereas like definitely affected like the way that I think about relationships and stuff like I swear like I I literally think for the longest time like when we even I hadn't gotten engaged yet and we'd been together for like 10 years and um his twin he's a twin yeah and well, I know you know yeah just tell the audience yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. uh he's a twin and they um he got married last year and they had been together like almost half or like a little like around like half the time that we had and they got married first and I was like oh my gosh are people gonna think that like there's something wrong with me yeah like, are people why? gonna think I'm like what like that they're, they're getting married first uh-huh. this this. but like it was just kind of like no that no that they're in a different stage of life like mm-hmm. that is totally okay like you're fine like you don't need to compare yourself to other people's relationships mm-hmm. like you're still wanted you're still loved and um and like with the divorce thing too, like I think a huge reason why I felt that way for so long was being, was kind of feeling like I just want, I just want that commitment that someone like is committed to me and like loves me, which yeah. I've always had that in two different forms of parents and divorce. 
But but still having that like physical like yes time, like, that unity. Of, I wanted yes. that like unity and, and that like permanence. Per- yes, the permanence of it. And so yeah, no, I but, understand that completely. Uh, so I mean, it definitely like shaped a lot of the way that I think. And sometimes I'm always like, this is my first marriage. I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I can't wait to be my second husband. Uh, yeah, and I said that the other day. Like I was talking about uh, my chemo zombie hat. Yeah, I have like a my initials on it. And uh-huh. I, I said to my stepdad, I was like, I'm kind of scared to get my like my new initial on this because like what if we get divorced and he's like well shit I hope I'm not paying for this damn wedding if you're thinking about that I'm like I'm just kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding yeah <laughs> god it's so funny Kimo Sabi hat I feel like you've got so many little like mantras and tidbits and things that you're always telling me and that you live by and that you read in your books and so is there anything that you want to leave the audience with like any whether it's like and you could give a few even if you wanted like a mantra that's like always kind of stuck with you like you were talking about everything happens for a reason or something that like recently has had a lot of meaning to you in your life, like whatever season that you're in right now. Like, so, okay. This is like the best relationship advice I've ever gotten. Okay. And it is, you're just going to laugh so hard. At okay. This. Um, but anyways, I was in college one time and I am just bitching about Abe. Mm-hmm. Like something, and he didn't do anything bad. I'm just like just complaining. Bitching to bitch. I'm just bitching to bitch. Yeah. And someone says to me, they're like, Madeline, do you understand he has to deal with you too? <laughs> And I was like, you know, hmm. I have never quite thought about it. Like yeah. that. <laughs> of course you haven't. No, no, that sounds like so silly. But sometimes mm. now all the time I think about that. Anytime I complain about something, I just have to think like, okay, there's something that I do as well that is like equally as annoying or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just put me in my place so hard. I was like, whoa. And so I just think about that all the time, like relationship was. I'm very reactive. Like I will like pop off kind of thing instead of like thinking first oh my God, totally. and then like reacting, which is what you should do. Cause then totally. you don't have like fucking scaries after cause yeah. for whatever you said. A thousand percent. And that's something that I've learned with roommates is like picking and choosing my battles. And I've almost had that same thought with roommates when like, when you live with someone, it doesn't matter how much you love them. It doesn't matter like how close you yes. are. There's always going to be shit that pisses you off. And it's going to be like little things. And totally. it's just the tendencies of that person. And any roommate that I've ever had, ever, no matter how much I love them, there have been things of course. that just piss me the fuck off. Mm-hmm. And before I say anything, I've learned to stop and think about like, okay, well, if like it pisses me off that they like don't say they always leave all their dishes in the sink and they never put in the dishwasher or something, totally. right? That's like a minor thing. But then I think about like all the shit that I probably do totally. that I don't notice that I do. And I'm like, do I want to open that can of worms? Like mm-hmm. this little thing, like I really don't need to say totally. anything because then also like God knows what they're going to say that I do. Uh-huh. So I feel like I've kind of used that with, with roommates, totally. you know, it's like, and I mean, at the end of the day, I do think that there's always like, to your point, like, first of all, it's a miracle. My roommates, my ex, my ex roommates have not like actually disowned me, hated me because same. I'm so messy. I, I love, same. I love y'all so much. Yeah. Same with uh, all my roommates. Shout uh, out. I'm so sorry. Seriously. Yeah. And, but there are times that I feel like, like there are things that if you don't get out, like, it's going to build up and build up and build up and so build true. up. So, so like, you do need to have a conversation yes, about it. But I do think it's always good to be aware of yourself before you go there. Yeah. You and I guess I mean? I mean like the nitpicky things. Totally. Totally. Like, totally. like yeah. Like just like those tiny things that I'm like, does that really matter that much? Like maybe I'm just tired and I'm in a bad mood right now. Totally. Like I don't need to like say anything. A thousand you know? percent. Yeah. But yeah. no, I, I do we, agree we, with we that gotta, Yes. Bring yourself back to earth. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like very important. Okay. Another, another relationship advice thing which is like the most typical thing, but like do not compare your relationship to other people's to our point earlier. Like 
you have people that have the most perfect relationship and they get married and maybe they divorce, maybe they don't, but like you have people that have like a, a non-perfect relationship and they get married and like same exact thing. Like just don't compare your relationship to others. Don't compare your timelines to others. Like just because we got engaged 10 years later doesn't mean our, we're not as in love as someone who got engaged one year later. You know, like things just are so different and like make sure if you're like considering marrying someone, make sure you don't want it just for the wedding. Mm. make sure that you want it for the marriage too. I think that's a huge thing. And, and, and like, of course, right now I'm being guilty of like, I'm like, I want a big party. I'm like, no, but still all of this. But I think it was like very important to like, when I was like, when we hadn't gotten engaged yet, I'm like, am I like longing for the engage for, for the marriage or for the wedding? Mm. And if it's for the wedding, you're getting married for the wrong reasons. Right. And you need to rethink that. Um, because it's easy to get caught up in that. Oh, Everyone's getting married. Totally. Everyone is. And totally. you're going to all these weddings. All this comparison is natural. Totally. You know? But at the end of the day, you're going to have a lot longer marriage than that one day. Yeah. And so, like, you need to make sure, like, it's for the right reasons. Mm. Um, and then uh, I guess I'd just say, like, <laughs> I don't know. This is, no, this is great. Do you have anything else or do you think that's? Um, I mean, I have like so many things in my brain, but like that would leak into like another four hours. Well, we're definitely making this a part two and maybe a part three as well, because this is so easy and fun. Um, I'm going to cut it here, but Madeline, thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. Where can everyone find you on Instagram? Matt dot for it. And do you want to leave the audience one more thing with any like I know you said you're not really in like a reading kick right now, but you were talking about a book with me earlier that maybe, oh, or like yes. any books or podcasts or anything that you love right now that you want to recommend. Um, well, other Harry than Potter. Raw Intentions, obviously. Other than Harry Potter that I fall asleep to every night. Oh my God. Because I'm Margot Robbie. I uh, was telling, <laughs> I was telling my roommate about that. Madeline, I, I'm going to be so fucking listening to talk. <laughs> Madeline, every single night to go to sleep. Yeah. Listens to Harry Potter on like 0.5, like uh, slow. Harry and Hermione. <laughs> no, but it's like, Harry. It's, it's like, it's like the best thing in the world. It's so weird. She, you rocked me sleep like a little baby. No, when, when we were at Kate's Bachelorette, you like made me lie it's, down, it close me. my eyes, and you wanted me to listen to Speaking it. Speaking of panic attacks, it just comes to me right <laughs> yeah. back out. Of you just listen to Harry Potter on slow. <laughs> that is even But a positive book would yes. be, granted, I'm not like far into it, but The Untethered Soul. Mm-hmm. I started reading already, and it's super good. It's like lots of, like the first chapter even is about just like your thoughts and mm. like how your thoughts are not you. It's very like, like physique. Yes, the person that I saw it on, it was like, I found this on TikTok and they're like, I hope this reaches the right page of TikTok. Like, Mm. this is a book that like literally is going to make your, like everything about your life change. She's like, I feel like I've done 10 years of therapy in like this one book. Mm -hmm. And granted, I can't really speak for it myself. I've only read one chapter, but like, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, it's a good book. Okay, so we'll leave it at that. Um, So thank you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will talk to you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right. And that is a wrap on this week's episode. Thank y'all so much for listening. Definitely follow along with Madeline on socials and you can follow along with us at Raw Intentions Podcast on Instagram and we post TikToks under my business page at Raw underscore Rebellious. We drop new episodes every single Thursday with the occasional Sunday episode peppered in uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. So please feel free to subscribe so you get notifications anytime we drop new episodes and you can also like, rate, and review us anywhere you listen if you love us as much as we love you. But that's all I have for y'all this week. So thanks so much and I will talk to y'all next Thursday. Have a fabulous weekend. Thank you.